What's up, everyone? Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Josh, and welcome to Filmverse, the show all about cinematic expanded universes. On this week's episode, it's a special edition. We're just reviewing Thor Ragnarok. So spoilers if you spoilers. have not seen Spoiler Thor. alert. Yep. Exactly. We are reviewing it. This is a spoilers review. We're going to go into Easter eggs. We're going to go into our thoughts about it. So if you don't want to know about it, skip it, go watch it, and then listen to this a week yeah. later. Come back or when you have seen later. it. Or whenever it is. Or an or listen to this later. while you're watching the movie. Yeah, this is actually a commentary that you get watch during the movie. That's that's a lie. Don't try that. Oh my god, can we do that for the next one? We probably can't. We can probably do that once it comes out on video. On video? Hey, what I'm an old man. I it? say on video. <laughs> Whenever it comes out on the VHS on the v- cassette. <laughs> let me know when it's on Laserdisc. <laughs> All right. So first off, uh, let me introduce the panel. We're one man short today. Yeah, Boo. Bruno could not be here, but that's okay. He's with us in our hearts. We'll soldier through. It makes so. us sad. We don't have cookies to replace them this time. We do have a bowl of fruit, though. Yeah, maybe we could put a bowl of fruit there for Bruno. Yeah. We also have casseroles after this. I'm super excited. Anyway, let's get back to this. Yeah. Uh, so with us, we have Megan. Hi. Chachi. Yo. And Brendan. Hello. I shaved today. That's I feel, why I feel you were late. Fresh. You, you trimmed. Do you feel trimmed. lighter? You didn't shave. You trimmed. Oh, yeah. I feel like 10 pounds lighter. Nice. It's great. You look more aerodynamic. <laughs> <laughs> You should go running right after this. Oh, man. In the rain. In the rain. Yeah. Get some beard oil first. Make it more smooth. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. Aerodynamic. Don't do that. You'll 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 break the sound barrier. <laughs> if you hear bursts, of, hear, hear loud noises, it's me breaking through the sound barrier. <laughs> All right. Well, first off, let's let's just do our general overview thoughts of the movie. All right. Um, uh, quick round robin. Go, yeah, we'll go round robin. Megan, do you want to go first? I liked it. <laughs> you liked it. <laughs> want to expound upon it more, or do we just go and stay with that? Oh things about it that I thought could have been better but overall I thought it was very witty just so amusing and it wasn't in a bad way it didn't deter at all it just enhanced the movie so I really enjoyed it cool. Chachi what'd you think um, well like we discussed off air I was pretty drunk for the movie so <laughs> generally I really liked it there are some parts that I probably don't remember like I had to ask my friend Jason yesterday mm. what the ending was <laughs> But then I remembered it as he as he was talking about it. But um, I thought overall it was really good. I thought it was really funny. Um, I'm kind of – I thought, like, at the beginning, like, the humor was, like, enough. Like, whenever he was, like, doing the thing where he was, like uh, – Twirling around on yeah. the chain. He's like, one second, it's, it's turning around. I'll be right back. I'm not even doing this on purpose. Yeah. Like, that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I just, just want to be like, all right, let's just get to the point. Come on. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it was good. It was good. Yeah, uh, I'm with Chachi. So the first time I, I seen, I've actually seen it twice. So the, mm. because yeah, I know, right? Uh, I <laughs> went and saw it bags. with Chachi, and we were hammered for most of it. Um, so I saw it again with Megan, and it allowed me to actually like take in and remember. I was like, okay, I remember seeing this movie, but now I actually understand everything that's <laughs> happening. In this movie. I remember seeing it. Now I can experience it. <laughs> yeah. um, so I definitely it it helped. I think a lot. Um, and I'm with most of this other panel right now is that it's good. I mm-hmm. think there's things that could have been a little bit better about it. But overall, I mean, it's a strong showing from the MCU as usual. Yeah, pretty much my thoughts exactly. I feel like this succeeded in places where Guardians of the Galaxy 2 didn't succeed. Like, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of humor in this movie. Yep. But in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, it felt like they gave the humor to everyone. Mm-hmm. And it was always just on... Like, it was turned to 11 the whole time, no matter what the scene, no matter if it called for the humor or not. This movie did a little bit better about not having the funny bits be told by everyone. Right. Like, right. Hella wasn't busting out jokes the whole time. Right. I think she had one kind of, like, funny line, but for the most part, yeah. she, when she was on the scene, like, she was, she commanded Relentless, respect. And, yeah. yeah, she, you knew what her motivations were. Exactly. And so that was something I did like about the movie. But I do still think it falls into this trap that Marvel movies have been falling into lately, which is they undermine their serious moments with comedy too often. They don't let you get invested in the emotion of a scene because they have to make a joke before it gets too heavy. Mm-hmm. So it always felt like it was trying to get somewhere deep, but then undermining itself with the comedy. This did it less. It still had it, it still there. happens. Yeah. Yeah. But I did think overall this movie did a much better job uh, than at least Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I would say Guardians of the Galaxy 1 did a better job about both. Like, mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, so let's kind of get a little bit more into uh, the plot of the movie. So I wasn't expecting this movie to be about what it was about. <laughs> I was actually very impressed and that I, I couldn't actually 
generally when I watch a movie, I'm like, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen next. The whole concept of Ragnarok, I didn't expect that to yeah, be. Yeah, right. they Ragnarok, twist Ragnarok completely. Ragnarok yeah. is a solution to the problem. It's not something that they're trying to stop, which is what they thought the or Thor mm-hmm. thought for the entire movie. He had to stop Ragnarok, and by the end, he realizes, no, I can't. I, I shouldn't stop it. I need to create it to solve this problem. Yeah, that, that was a funny part, though, because the very beginning, you have Surtur, and you have the whole fight, and he, like, defeats him within the first, like, five minutes of the movie. I'm right. like, yeah. oh, oh, okay, so Ragnarok is the name of the show, but, like, we're taking care of Ragnarok within the first five minutes. Right. So it felt weird at the beginning of the movie, because I was like, oh, that's weird. Well, <laughs> because of that, I'm just like, oh, well, it's still going to happen anyways. Like, yeah. the, because they took care of it so quickly. I'm like, it's going to happen, and well, they're not going to want it to happen. That's yeah. what I kept thinking the whole time. And and they prophesize, like, they were talking with Thor at one point, they say that like Ragnarok will be when the eternal flame is matched up with the crown yes. that Surtur wears. So like the only way he, that crown could have gotten there would have been to get into the vault. Which Thor brought to Asgard and put in that vault. <laughs> so I'm like, why are you doing this? You're just going to make it easier. Yeah. <clears throat> and didn't um, Loki was the one that brought the two together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I, don't, I don't remember. I, Under Thor's suggestion. Yeah. Right. Right. But see, at the beginning of the movie, whenever like, Thor took the crown and put it away. I was like, "Fucking Loki is gonna like break in, <laughs> yeah. you know, and he's, he's, gonna, he's gonna he's gonna be the reason they get together." And he was, but under different circumstances, yeah. which right. is pretty cool. So with the plot, so we, we it begins with him defeating Surtur, and you're like, "Okay, well that's taken care of." Right. And then from there, I thought it was interesting how we had this big payoff at the end of Thor two, where Loki pretends to be Odin, right? And I kind of thought that was gonna be a more of a big deal. Yeah. But it kind of like just got glossed over. It's like he gets there. He's like, oh, you're not Odin. You're Loki. And then I'm going to threaten you until you admit it. It's like, oh, okay. And, and that was peop- fast. And not to mention the people of Asgard were like, oh, okay. Yeah. It like, was, it was it a was pretty non-moment. Well, they're, they're probably like, oh, there's there goes Loki again. <laughs> yeah. That fucking trickster. Classic Loki. Remember that one time? Yeah. Um, oh, I had, I had a thought that I was going to say, but about I forgot. Pl- was it about the play? The play no, was fantastic, by the way. The play way. was fantastic. Uh, Matt Damon is actually uncredited for this movie, which well, is great. So did you guys notice who all of them are? Uh, uh, it's Luke Hemsworth, which was Chris Hemsworth's older brother. Older brother. Yeah. yeah. Older brother. Older brother. It's his uh, older younger brother. Younger brother's yeah. Liam. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And then um, Odin was played by Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Who Neil. was in a previous Taika Waititi, um, Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah, Hunt for the Wilder People. And also, this is the first time that Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum have been in the same movie since uh, Jurassic Park. What? Oh, shit. That's they don't have cool. any scenes together, but right. still. Yeah. <laughs> they may have passed on set. Exactly. Oh, the thing that I wanted to say about um, the Loki thing was I like that this is the movie where Thor was just like, I'm sick of your shit. Like yeah. he just calling him out on his bullshit left and right. And yeah. it was, and it was great. Yeah. I like the parts where you kind of pull at his heartstrings too, where like Thor makes random comments throughout, like I thought the world of you brother. And you see, you get to see a little bit of reaction from Loki, but Loki still is the same person and tries to backstab him. Right. And then at, at another point he tells him like, you could be more than what you are. Mm-hmm. And just further impounds upon like, which made me wonder, like, so Loki will be Loki, we know. Yeah. Um, having him actually show up to save the Asgardians at the end w- with the ship, I was kind of surprised. I was like, is this Loki doing something good, or is he really Is thinking- there an ulterior motive here? Exactly. Like, is I he mean, really just like, I need to be the king of Asgard again, so I'm going to go save the Asgardians? And be- he shows up and is like, your savior is here. Exactly. So it's like, kind of good, but kind of like, still in the guise of Loki being Loki. Yeah, and then also, still self-serving. We see him put the crown, whatever, on the eternal flame, but he also passes the Tesseract and kind of yep. stares at it, and then it cuts, so he may have taken it. He took it. it. He oh, had he, to He have. took it. Yeah. He 100% took One, it. One, we need him to take it for the plot of the next movie of Infinity War. <laughs> because but... Asgard exploded. Spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> so he needs to have it, so that way Thanos can get it. Um, yeah, he's going to he's gonna sell it to Thanos for something. Right, right. Yeah. And he, it, it, once again, like it's all... Loki doing what's in his best self-interest, yeah. right. you know? And I think that's what's great about him is because he he can play that good guy when you need him to be there, but you know that underneath everything, he's still, you know, the lawful evil character of the party, you mm-hmm. know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so we go from there where the play's going on, and then he kind of is... The whole getting captured thing, I, I didn't know how... 
I was going to feel about him making his way to the planet. Uh, what was it called? Cirrus? No. Sakara. Sakara. Yeah. Sakaar. Which is actually the planet in Planet Hulk, I thought. It is. But it's completely different. Like, it doesn't it's, feel it's like the planet. It's run by the Red King. It's not run by yeah. Grandmaster. Which, the Red King's not Surtur, right? That's the different. There's, I got confused when I saw Red King and I was thinking of uh, Surtur from this movie. I was like, no, uh, they're not, they're the, not same. the same person. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I kind of skipped over the one part, though. Uh, let's go back to this real fast. Are we doing a like, complete summary of it? No, I uh, wanted to talk about Odin's whole spiel. Like the right. whole Odin so, dying okay. and what we thought about that. Because that that's a big moment. I mean, that's pretty huge for the mythology of Thor. Did he die or did he join the force? Like, it did uh, remind me of Yoda dying. Yeah. <laughs> He was like, I'm not gonna die. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go so into the cosmos. If you do that, do you become midichlorians? <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. He becomes stardust. Uh, he goes back into the well, ether. So, whole concept of Ragnarok is mm-hmm. that it's the destruction of everything, destruction of the world, and the gods are reborn. Okay, so that's reason I didn't really see the ending coming was because I thought Ragnarok was like bigger. I thought Ragnarok was the destruction of the universe, like everything. Right. I didn't think it was just Asgard. I was like, oh. So really, this is Ragnarok in this version is is just a destruction of a city. Well, that's I, the thing. Well, if you if you a realm. If yeah. you if you, I mean if you think about it, Asgard controls the nine realms, mm-hmm. right? So you kill the head, the body follows, right? So you could you could say after Asgard goes down and every, all the leaders are dead, then there's going to be this power vacuum, and the other eight realms are going to be blah blah blah, and it's yeah. going to be a big shit show. Which is kind of like, if you remember the plot for Thor Dark World, is what was going on, which, mm, give me on, Dark World, how much I hate that movie. Did you guys know Patty Jenkins was supposed to direct Dark World? No. Yeah, she was originally directing Dark World, and she left the movie because of creative differences. Good. Like, she had a better plot, and like she had an idea for it and what she wanted to be, and then the studio was like, no, we don't want to do that, so... What does Patrick Jenkins know? She only made, you know, the highest grossing origin movie ever. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, so um, so we have Odin's death. We have the whole idea that he's been hiding this big secret about Hela. Right. He's been kind of keeping her. At, well, he, he The way he describes it is that the only reason she hasn't come to Asgard yet is because he, by being alive, is keeping her trapped in whatever in realm she's yeah. in. And I, I really liked this backstory for Hela, it's completely different than comics, completely different than mythology. Like there's nothing about Hela being Thor or Odin's daughter and blah, 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 the nine realms. That's all made up for this movie. Essentially. Um, during the secret wars comic series, um, Thor finds out that he does have a sister mm-hmm. and her name is Angela. Yes. And she has been taken by the angels and raised in heaven to become a warrior against Asgard and it seems that they've taken part of her storyline and melded it with Hela. He also has a secret brother that's not Loki that has like also a sinister backstory. He has a lot of siblings. Um, Odin got around, apparently, uh, which makes sense. He's a god. Uh, they usually do. So I thought it was cool the way they revealed it, though, when Hela goes to Asgard and she like sees a mural on top where it's like all the happy, you know, go- mm-hmm. how the history of Asgard was. Then she just like destroys it and underneath is all the, the stuff about destroying taking over the the nine realms with you know fire and brimstone and how she had mjolnir yes yeah i didn't even catch that the first time yeah. i was looking at easter eggs i'm like oh whoa well, i didn't notice that also can we talk about that mural and how it looked like a nine-year-old painted it <laughs> i thought the mural was cool i thought it, i mean I, it, no, you're I right. it was cool but you're like right. I, I liked like the bits that moved and i thought that was something that like of God would be able yeah, to create yeah. very I, Harry Potterish. They do a good job of making space Vikings is a thing in this. Like right. it's, it's they're Vikings, they're Norse, but they're super technologically advanced. So it looks like magic to us, but really just looks like maybe just a really advanced technology that has gone into magic. Can I say that I really liked that Odin died in Norway? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the in the first in the first movie, um, Thor is explaining things to um, Jane. Jane, mm-hmm. right? And he says, he actually says that, like, our technology is so advanced that to you it looks like magic. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, which makes comp- perfect sense. And I, I like that idea because I feel like that's something they needed to explore more in the first two movies. And they didn't do a good job of. In this movie, they did a little bit more. And it was nice to actually be able to see as guardians 
in this movie because before it just felt like an empty city. Mm-hmm. Like you just saw warriors and that's it. Like it's just a planet right. full of warriors. But Listen, it- I want to be able to wear a million braids on the top of my head <laughs> and it'd be okay. Those ladies' hair was crazy and amazing and I know you're all mad and you don't care but I cared. <laughs> As someone with no hair. Uh, that was follically challenged. That was very sexist, <laughs> sexist of you to assume that I don't care because I'm a man. I'm, I, that is very true. That was very sexist of me. I'm just assuming because you don't have enough hair to braid that you wouldn't care as much as I did. My goal is to be able to braid my beard. I apologize for that assumption. (laughs) I accept. My goal in life is to be able to braid my beard at some point. Mm. Liz would never allow it, though. You'd be like a little little Khal Drogo. Yeah. (laughs) I was going more for a Lord of the Rings type feel, but okay. Okay. Like Like a dwarven warrior. More Gimli. Yeah. Yeah. More Gimli, less Drogo. I'd rather be Drogo than Gimli, but hey, to each his own. To each his own. I have realistic aspirations, all right? I'd rather be with a Drogo than a Gimli. Hey-o. I have realistic aspirations, all right? <laughs> so um, something else yeah. worth noting that uh, I'd like to talk about is the idea that when Loki and Thor arrive on Midgard, a.k.a. Earth, mm-hmm. um, they land in New York, and the very first thing that... Well, not within a few minutes, basically the man who's protecting yes. earth from all these, like from extraterrestrial forces, who's in, who's in charge of like, you know, Dr. Strange immediately shows that's up. A, that's a segment later on though. Yeah, hey, we can go. That's fine. Um, so, well, cause we were talking about like how we got to Odin yeah. and like he, you wouldn't even get yeah. to Odin until he meets strange. No, strange is just the one yeah. who knows where Odin's at. So I actually had some issues with the Dr. Strange segment. Okay. I didn't feel like Dr. Strange, <sighs> I felt like the com like we were talking about earlier how comedy sometimes interferes with emotion and like the seriousness of scenes. I felt like Doctor Strange was too comedic. The yep. whole thing with him with the beer constantly teleporting him and like the the beer keep on spilling and all that kind of stuff. It never allowed us to get a moment where it felt like Doctor Strange was as cool as he should be feeling. Like it should feel when you're with him. Like he should feel like a huge threat almost if he wasn't a good guy. He's super powerful in this, but it's so funny the whole time. We're just like, this is kind of just meh. I don't think it was Doctor Strange being funny. I think it was Doctor Strange being himself in the situation regarding was funny. But, but what I, I mean by that, though, is they're interjecting this comedy into the scenes with him, with the beer spilling and him fumbling around with the, the statue thing that all the, the knives fall. Thor, like, yeah. Yeah, so like the whole interaction with him was a com- almost done as a comedic scene. Yeah, I would. I think that you have to come into the context of Thor's meeting this being that he is more powerful than he is. How is he going to react? He's not going to be like, oh, no, Mr. Powerful Being. No, he's going to try and puff out his chest because that's the type of person well, yeah. he is. Yeah, I'm fine with that. So that whole scenario I thought was realistic. Doctor Strange doesn't need to fucking walk anywhere. He could just teleport <laughs> anywhere. So I thought that that was a very apt situation. It was interesting that he had the eye of Agamotto on his being because at the end of Doctor Strange, he says, like, I'm not ready to hold this yet. Like, And then yeah. so we obviously have gone forward in time some where he has oh, he's, mastered he, it. Yeah, he leveled up. Exactly. You can definitely tell he leveled up. And it was cool to see him. I don't want to know. I don't know if he's at full power, but to see him much more along his journey of becoming, you know, the ultimate power. Yeah, I took the whole teleportation thing as like him trying to keep Thor off balance. Yeah, which again, legit. Like I I like the ideas of the scene. I just thought they had too much comedy to make the scene feel powerful. And, And to be fair, like. Doctor Strange is basically trying to tell an important story during all of this. And unfortunately, I don't remember a whole lot about what actually was being said at the time because they put a lot of emphasis on the idea of trying to make it comedic. The slapstick. Do- Doctor Strange is trying to find out why he's there mm-hmm. and if he should help him. Yeah. And then once he finds out, like, hey, you have something, you can do something that I want, I can do something that you want. Well, yeah, because he he wants Loki off the planet. Yeah, right. definitely. So he says, "I'll tell you where Thor is." Even or excuse me, Odin is. Even though Odin specifically requested to be in this exile, he mm-hmm. did not want to be out of it. He's like, "I'll still help you," and then he has to go around and find the materials needed to get him to where Odin is because he doesn't know if having a god there will interfere with the type of magic yeah. he needs to do. I mean, I completely understand the idea. I'm just saying that I would have felt like the scene would have been better if there wasn't so much slapstickness to the scene. Yeah. I disagree. I don't think there was yeah. much slapstick to it. I mean, constantly falling with the beer, constantly, like the, the stuff I, falling. I think that's realistic for the situation portrayed, mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. 
Agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Although I did like the the one joke that I really did like in the whole thing was Loki falling for thirty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Just like I've been falling for thirty minutes, yeah. and then he just slides a portal right over top of him. All right, goodbye. Him. Like, yeah, okay, get out, get out of here. here. <laughs> I thought that was great. Um, I wanted to talk about yeah. the segment where he they are introduced to Doctor Strange, and um, originally that wasn't going to be the case. It wasn't going to be introduced to Doctor Strange like that, and they weren't going to go to Norway. And Thor was going to lose his hammer within the streets of New York. Hmm. I do remember the first trailer. They had the the scene where Hela and Thor interact with the hammer breaking was on, like you could see in the background was the streets of New York. Yes. Yeah. And that was originally how it was going to be portrayed. And in an interview, Taika says, here's the thing. Alleyways aren't cool. Fields are cool. Ask anyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is just his fun way of going about it. But then he goes in to say that they originally shot stuff in New York and that it just didn't portray the way that he, for such an important scene to have mm-hmm. it in some gritty streets of New York. It seemed a little too convenient for them to have just randomly met Doctor Strange in an alleyway. Yeah. There needed to be more meaning and emphasis behind it, so they moved it to Norway. It makes a lot of sense, and I, I thought the, that part was great. And I also think, I wonder if this is foreshadowing a little bit. So we have all these Asgardians by the end of the movie who need a place to stay. Yeah, 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 the, the migrant fleet. Are they going to, like, uh, first of all, politics aside, like, how the hell is that going to work on Earth? Like, like, oh, we have, you know, all these Asgardians, they need a place to, to stay. It, who's going to open up their borders for that? They're going <laughs> um, to go to Oklahoma. And then they're going to talk to T'Challa and get that sick cloaking technology. There we go. Um, did they go to... In the comics, they actually... This happens. Yeah, I was in the comics, they go to... No, yeah. yeah, yeah. So but, there's a distinct possibility that Black Panther may touch on the events of Ragnarok. Maybe. I'm, I'm wondering if we're going to see them end up in Norway. If it's going to be more of like an ancestral home type well, feel. Well, we don't even know what's going to happen because at the end of the movie... That huge ship comes up yeah. to them. So if we they don't kill know off if all the Asgardians, I'm going to be so pissed. I mean, they won't kill off all the Asgardians. But what kind of ship was that? <sighs> what, the ship that was there? That's that's uh, Thanos' ship. I can't remember. The Conquest or something like that, too. It, they they announced what it was. It is definitely Thanos' ship. I don't remember the ship. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the stinger after it, the it, credits. It was, a, it was a credit after credits scene. Okay. Yeah, the, the middle the credit scene. The first after yeah. credit scene. Oh, speaking of after credit scenes, so the whole thing with um, Doctor Strange and Thor was actually the after credit scene from Civil War. Yes. So I like I like that I like that what they're doing is the first scene is like an after credit scene for that movie. They've only done that once before. Do with, this. With, they did it with the Bucky scene. Yeah. Um, I think that, I forget which movie that was after. Maybe Age of Ultron? Wherever they do their breakup. Yeah, Age of Ultron was yeah. the end of that one, before Civil War. Yeah. Um, because it was Bucky uh, with his arm in the clamp. Uh, and that ended up being an actual scene from Civil War. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm worried what's good. Because we know, so there was a Comic-Con trailer that only people who were at Comic-Con saw, we talked about on the show, and one of the things, the way it starts is Thor floating in space, and he gets, he like smashes up against the windshield Mm -hmm. of the Guardians of the Galaxy, Mm -hmm. who are traveled to Earth. So at the end of this movie has him on a ship full of Asgardians, and then somehow it goes from there to Thor floating in space. If they blow up the ship, I'm going to be super pissed. I don't think that they will, but I hope they that don't. is a possibility. I, I mean, it's a PG-13 movie. I yeah. don't I don't I don't think that they will. I think probably what will happen is like Thor is like, you know, he'll protect someone. Yeah, I'll I'm going to go out and I'm going to punch the ship cuz I'm Thor. Yeah, I'll hold them off, you guys leave. Right. And then we have Valkyrie and Korg and all of them leave on the ship, mm-hmm. and that's how they're not in all the movies so that way we don't have too much of cast. That, that's a good idea. I hope that's what they do. Yeah. Can we get into a discussion about the characters? Because I have yeah. something oh, yeah, definitely. I want to say, particularly nope. about Valkyrie. Nope. Yeah, let's talk about Valkyrie, actually. I thought Tessa Thompson did a great job as Valkyrie. Yeah, um, she was a great character. But Listen, I- <laughs> Valkyrie is a title. Give her a fucking real name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do they... Well, Scrapper 142 is what they call her the whole That was movie. her name that she used when she wanted to forget. Yeah. She can now have a given name, her real name. Now that she's progressed on to allowing herself to feel again, to remember again, she is back to her full form. Yeah, I agree. She can be her own person, and that is one of the things that annoyed me greatly. 
But I think this is an opportunity, though, for the next movie for them to explore her more. Like, I feel like you're right, yes. but I feel like that is a good, you know, mind to, well, yeah, a good place to get more story out of her is once we find out her real name. I don't think it's a slight on the character for this movie. I feel like it's just an opportunity for the next movie. I think it can be, yeah. but I still think that it's something that they could have done in this movie. Her name's going to be Angela. You know, you know, uh, yeah, gonna yeah. Be it's very possible. <laughs> if they do that, that means that we will never be able to have an Angela within yes. the MCU. And I will be very sad <laughs> because I love Angela's character. But I mean, she's originally a Spawn character, so they probably wouldn't be able to Did have her. Did Valkyrie have a name in the comics? There are different Valkyries. There's like three in the Valkyries. There's, I mean, there's a whole army, but well, the original I mean, was Brunhild. Yeah. And okay. she was blonde with the braids. And she she died. Well, if, if you're thinking of Brunhild, like... She, there, she, yeah, there, she... There, I mean, she dies, mm-hmm. and... It's speculated that the blonde woman in the memories is Brunhilde. Yeah, herself. the one that kind of like that puts herself in front Tessa. of yeah Thompson's character of Valkyrie in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that could have been her. And like Valkyrie's a weird character in the MC or in the comics. Like she's pretty much is like a, a soul that goes into the body of other people, and it's it's kind of weird. I don't really like how it's done in the comics. I think actually the whole idea in the movie streamlining it with the way they did it is really cool. That being said, um, I did think that. Um, when Loki went and checked her memories, that was probably one of the better, well-done scenes yeah. in any Marvel film in terms of adding gravitas to something because that was really, really... Like, that's a painful memory for a very good reason. And, like, the whole... The way it was done, I was like, wow. That the, is... Like, it gave the way Valkyrie... It the yeah. way it was the, it gave the painterly Valkyrie, look to it. Yeah, it, they painted a really great picture of how painful... Valkyrie Scrapper 142's life has been and why she's trying to forget because she basically watched all of her best friends die yeah. for nothing. Yeah. Which is also something interesting to bring up. They didn't really touch on it much in the movie. It was easy to miss, but time travels slower in this planet on the planet that they're on. Right. Because that's why Valkyrie's so young and she remembers the war with Hela and yet everyone else on Asgard forgot it. And Loki had been there for weeks. Exactly. And Thor had just been there for a day. That was something that I feel like they glossed over really fast, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it doesn't really ever come up again. I thought maybe it was going to play a part once they leave the planet and are back on, like, how, like, they'll mention, like, oh, you've only been gone for, like, you know, 20 minutes or something like that. Like, I Mm -hmm. I thought that was, could have been more emphasized later on in the movie. Um, but overall, it did. I liked that it wasn't like 100% obvious, like they had to spell everything out. Yeah. If you put enough thought into it, you could get it, though. Because, yeah, that is one thing that could have been confusing about Hella, or not Hella, but about Valkyrie. It's like, how did she, how, why is she still, okay. But yeah, so that was interesting. Um, do, is there anything else we want to talk about Kate Blanchett's, uh, Hella? She was great. Um, she was definitely the one of the more sinister villains I thought we've had in a while. I like that they tried to keep to her original look. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really great. Yeah, that was Jack Kirby all the way with yes. the with the headdress thing. Like that was definitely the crown that she had in the comics. Like the idea of that crown, mm-hmm. uh, which was cool. My <laughs> my only thing about Hella is I actually I think she. I wish she would have gotten a little more screen time. I yeah. thought she was uh, for such a huge character and such a huge part of their lore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, like it also like the ending leads you to believe that she's done. Like she's the I, god of I death felt, is gone. Yeah. Also, like the goddess of death, I, I thought maybe she'd be able to do a little bit more than just materialize swords. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She had like, a lot of throwing daggers. The the fight the fight that she had with like the entire Asgardian army was Epic. pretty rad. Yeah. Right, but like I kind of figured that she would just be like, oh, I'm the goddess of death. I'm just gonna fucking soul rip you. I thought maybe that was going to be her undead army. I thought, like, I, I like the fact that she went, you know, we found out there was a sub-level to the the catacombs and all that kind of stuff, and that's mm-hmm. where her army's hiding. Um, but I thought it would been really interesting if, like, there she just, like, rips them out, like, the souls out of them well, or something like that, and they become the real undead. warriors yeah. buried underneath. Mm-hmm. I think that she would think that the ones that she easily took over aren't nearly as as good. And eh, not to mention, the, also the ones in the, down below knew Hela. Yeah. Like, that's another thing, yeah. too. They True. fought alongside her, and they died alongside her. They when, died a real warrior's death as she called being it. buried beneath yeah right so and then Fenris was down there too yeah Fenris was she was so oh, upset when Fenrir she was, Fenrir Fenrir 545 <laughs> okay then it's, it's James <laughs> gotcha <laughs> I did think uh the the wolf was cool I it was a cool introduction to the movie because we needed something that Hulk could fight 
Right. And, and that made sense for Hulk to fight a giant wolf. Makes a good segue right into the Hulk. Like, yeah, this was definitely the best Hulk movie we've seen so far, um, in my opinion. I yep. like talking Hulk. I like Hulk being able to form sentences and be able to have a conversation. Yeah. Because that makes it more fun to have Hulk on the screen. It, yeah. Yes. You can do more with that character when he isn't just smashing constantly. Now, in the comics, is that is is Hulk able to be like coherent because like, uh, or, <laughs> there's been it, moments it, when he uh, could it, de- it depends it depends on on which version we're talking about yes. okay. because there was a there was a doctor hulk at one point <laughs> where it was uh hulk's body and banner's mind completely yeah and he was like he was he was speaking Which, just like that's op. Like, like Can we just say that right now? Yeah, like, super having OP. Hulk be smart is not cool. Right. <laughs> what I really liked is that I feel that they took a lot of the Hulk aspects, not just from the traditional Hulk, but also Amadeus Cho, who is currently the Hulk in the comics. Yes. When Hulk describes how, well, when Bruce describes, excuse me, how it felt to have Hulk take over him, that normally it's one of us has a hand on the wheel, but this time. Hulk had the wheel and he was in the trunk. The trunk. Yeah. That is something verbatim taken strictly from the Amadeus Cho Hulk versions. Of yeah. The I'm, I'm remembering the scene where you actually see Hulk in the trunk and peeking out. Like I remember that whole, the, in the comic they had that. Well, Hulk. they actually had Hulk. Like there was at the very end of that. Burn, at early, the end. Yes, yeah. Yes. You saw the opposite where Hulk yeah. was in the trunk. So yeah, that was cool. I, I do think they're doing a really good job of making Hulk relatable. And they've, they've already said that they're going to have a, Essentially, they're going to play out Hulk's story in three movies. In the next three, yeah. Yes. So this was the first one, the next one, the next one. So you're going to get the Hulk story because they can't make a Hulk movie technically. Right. And Mark Mark Ruffalo came out and was yeah. saying, we're not getting a Planet Hulk movie on its own. We're getting it within the next three movies. And then he was like, I probably shouldn't have said this. We're going to get sued now. <laughs> I should not have said that. Yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of Hulk story to tell because basically they, they made a point of saying like Banner, because he felt so trapped inside the Hulk... He was afraid. He's like, if I turn into the Hulk again, like I'm gone. Yeah. Like, does that mean Banner's dead now? Yeah. Is Banner PS? gone? You know, like we don't know. And he, at the end, he turns into the Hulk, and on the ship, he continues to be the yeah, Hulk. Exactly. So. I think yeah. we're gonna need to see Nat to bring him back. Yep. It's gonna yep. have to be Scarlet or Scarlet Johansson. I almost said Scarlet Witch. <laughs> it's gonna have to be Black Scarlet Widow. Scarlet Johansson. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Scarlet I really, Johansson. I really liked in the beginning when Thor tried to give him the lullaby. <laughs> and, I thought and, it was really cute. And he, you know, <laughs> Thor had his hand out yeah. and then just smashed punched him. Yeah. By the Thor way, the, the fight with well. I, I know they had to show up for the previews and it, it made sense for the marketing, but that whole fight. I kind of wish I would have not known that was I coming. I felt like it was ruined because exactly. they knew it. The whole, oh, we're friends from work. Like, <laughs> yeah. I wish they wouldn't have shown that because it, it would have been much more effective yeah. not have knowing it ahead of true, time. True. And I think that's the plight of most exactly. commercials. Right. It, but hiding the fact that the Hulk was in this movie was impossible because he's in yeah. so much of the movie. I think they shouldn't have shown all the comedic aspects exactly. within the trailer. I, I did think... Loki's reaction to seeing Hulk was hilarious. Oh yeah. my god! So many good callbacks, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Before he's like, "Look, look who it is!" Hey, <laughs> I gotta leave. Gotta leave now. Oh, I gotta get off this planet. Get off this when planet. Hulk smashes <laughs> Thor, yeah, that's how it feels. I just really like the sport. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of good stuff, and I love the fact that how much people on the planet loved Hulk. Like, I love seeing all the the statues, the paper mache's of Hulk, and all that kind of stuff. Spraying the powders <laughs> all the time. That's yeah. Really yeah, it was really cool. Well done. Um, let's let's keep on trucking with the newer characters. Korg, uh, that's Taiki Waititi's character. Like, that's him doing the voice. Oh my god. He said he based the character off of these giant bouncers he would see in New Zealand who had tiny voices. <laughs> so he's like, I want to make that character. So. So he made Korg. Hello, my name is Doug. This is Meek. <laughs> no, his name isn't Doug. No, 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 no that's no, no. Doug. Okay. He's dead. Yeah. 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 Thor, Thor was new Doug. Thor yeah. was new Doug. Yeah. Another day, another Doug. Another Doug. <laughs> his character was great. I felt like every time he opened his mouth, yeah. it was gold. Like Having a comedic character in a movie that's already pretty funny and having him stand out, pretty impressive, I thought. Yeah. And I hope... Meek stays around, even if Taiki. Like, well, we thought he was dead, but yeah, Korg stepped on him. I don't remember this at the end when we were watching it because when I at the end of it, like he's holding Meek, yeah, and they're like, uh, they're like, oh, where are we gonna go? And Thor, oh. Thor's like, oh, where's Meek? Where Meek where's you your home planet? He's like, oh no, Meek's dead. Meek's dead. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. Remember. I stepped on him. I, I squashed him. Like, I, him. <laughs> I feel bad. I've been carrying him around since. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's alive. Oh, he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> where are you from, Meek? <laughs> what was that, bro? <laughs> Um, oh, I, I did. Uh, I have in the series part, but I just want to bring it up since we're talking about Korg. 
did you guys catch the the what we do in the shadows reference? Yes, yeah. with, yeah. The, yeah. with the three prongs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can kill three vampires huddled together. With yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. I thought that was a cool shout yeah, out to yeah. his movies. Hopefully, more people will go watch it. Yeah, it's a great um, movie. I would like to say that Korg's character is a real character. Yeah. in the comics, which I really enjoyed, and if he utilized a lot of the backstory and in things about Korg, like Korg was an ally to Hulk and Planet Hulk. Mm-hmm. obedience discs were used on him to become a gladiator and he was forced to kill his own brother, which isn't in the thing, but I thought that was an interesting thing. Um, He helps in a rebellion against the Red King held on Sakaar and he convinces people to come with him on a spaceship. Yeah, it's all, it's it's all there. And what's cool about Korg is um, they kind of like wreck on this and made it true after the fact. But if you look at the very first cover of Thor, he's fighting a bunch of rock people and mm-hmm. Korg is supposed to be one of those rock people so mm-hmm. like he has a rich history with Thor as far as like going back in the comics Thor and Hulk yeah yeah that's true with Hulk as well um so that's Korg I thought that was cool I'm glad he wrote himself into the movie because he was great yeah uh how about the Grandmaster Jeff Goldblum's character I thought he was over the top but it actually worked for it, me I think it's supposed to, he's supposed to be over the top and we found out that he's actually the brother of the, the collector, collector. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is yeah. how it is in the comics, in the comics as well. well yeah. Yeah. So it's you have two very eccentric people. It made a lot of sense. Yeah, I was gonna say like the the one of the like you were talking about earlier, Josh, how everyone was like getting the humor. I thought there were times when Jeff Goldblum's character could have like toned it back a little bit, but he's supposed to be super eccentric. Yeah, like I, he was so, okay like, to have the humor okay. in my mind because he's that's his character. I, I liked his his set of rules and values, the way like it, it was portrayed. Like he's not like a, a stone cold killer, but at the same time he's just plaze about everything. He killed his own cousin. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's kind of a, he's kind of a sociopath, I guess, in a lot of ways. But yeah. like he has morals again, like the lawful evil character, like. Exactly, and like he was in it He's for the crazy, fun. He's crazy, but like, he has rules. Yeah, yeah. and I, I thought it was perfect foil for um, Loki to be like, I want to take his spot because it's like Loki's dream. It's like right. I get a roll planet, I get but have is fun. It, though he has well, that conversation with Thor when Thor says, "You would do well here," mm-hmm. and Loki says, "Do you think so little of me?" But I think. Loki thinks so little of himself most of the time too, because that was his goal well, before yeah, Thor got to the planet. Well, no, and even at the end. He's still like he planned to betray Thor, sell him, mm-hmm. and become like set. He's like it'll set <laughs> me up nicely. He wasn't going to become the leader. He was going to stay within favor with the leader. He mm-hmm. was thinking of self preservation, not overtaking the throne. Yeah, it's I, it, I mean it's a good point. Long, but it did, con, pretty much he he did say before all this that that was his plan was to become the but leader. Was he this, telling the truth or exactly? Not, like, right. I mean, with Loki, it was probably the truth at the time. Yeah, <laughs> short sightedness of Loki can be you know his folly a lot of times. Um, but yeah, and I also thought his, I can't remember the character's name, but it's Rachel House, his right-hand woman, uh, Grandmaster's right-hand woman. Uh, oh, the, the really scary. Yeah, punk, yeah. Her cranky lady. Her playing yeah. up against Tessa Thompson's uh, Valkyrie was hilarious, like how they're like polar opposites. Right. Booze hag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what does she call, like, uh, he? Uh, the whole joke is about the B word, but it's it's best. Oh, like, she calls her trash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's trash. Doesn't even start with a B. That doesn't even start with a B. And yeah. then she says booze hat. Were you were you were you just waiting to call her trash? <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I did really like their characters play off each yeah, other. Yeah, together I like them together. I like the the part where Loki and uh, the woman who plays Valkyrie walks up. And she tries to give him the stick to to kill Loki because he interrupted, and he's like, he just inter- interrupted me. Like, yeah, I don't need to kill him for that. Uh, I want to bring up one more thing that I really liked about the Grandmaster was his after credit scene where he's talking with all the people that had a yes. revolution. He's yeah. he, he basically like uh, flaunts how amazing he is. He's like, listen. You had a successful revolution, but you can't have I a successful. Took a part of it, yeah. yeah, I had okay. took a part of it. You can't have a successful revolution without someone to overthrow, and that was yeah. me. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. It's it's more. Yeah, so yeah. it's a tight. I, I liked all like the the hologram things about Jeff Goldblum's oh, character. God, they were yeah. all just really funny, like all the public service announcements. Oh, yeah, just great. Yeah. I, and I, his birthday orgy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch anything. <laughs> Reminded me of uh, Starlord Ship. You know. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah, Jackson Pollock. I, I do hope that we see him back. I don't want I don't want him to die on the planet because of the revolution the overthrowing yeah, of him. I, I think with the collector being his brother, uh, yeah, he I'd like might to see come them. collect him. I still yeah. want to know why the Grandmaster was in the after credits of Guardians of the Galaxy two. I want to know that. 
Uh, I don't remember the after credit scene that involved. He, he, was, he, he wasn't. He wasn't. He was in actually scene. just oh. in the credits when it's scrolling. You saw everyone dancing, and they show the Grandmaster dancing oh, for some okay. reason. Maybe there was something taken out. Yeah, I got a feeling yeah. he probably would have was in a longer cut of the movie, and they kept it in there. Um, one uh, kind of going along here, so uh, I just want to bring this up real fast. Man, Warriors Three just gets mm-hmm. taken out of this movie like it's nothing. Instantly. It's so disappointing in my, in my mind, at least. Because I feel like there's so much more stuff they could have done with the Warriors 3. Yeah. And they just kill them. Like, no qualms, just boom, they're dead. Well, they had to kill Zachary Levi's character because he's <laughs> he's going to go be Shazam. You know maybe if they didn't kill his character, he wouldn't have gotten Shazam. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, I was waiting for Lady Sif to, like, come and rescue She's everyone. not in the movie at all. I know. Well, that was very upsetting. It's because she's filming Blind Spot, her TV show. Yeah, she's I understand. The, ma- the main lead. But it's still sad. Like, it maybe show up for like one day of shooting or something like that. But it's nice to know that maybe one of them might be able to be alive and come back True. at another point. Before this movie, I was voting for her to be the actual love interest of Thor because I thought that would be a better story than freaking Natalie Portman. And being I think that lame. that was squandered. But yeah, thanks Natalie Portman. Yeah, she <clears throat> sucks. Well, I mean, she was she was a love interest, but she was the only one that had interest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thor was more about Natalie Portman. Yeah, but I'm glad that she didn't die, at least, so maybe we'll get something. I did think it was interesting that seeing more of Asgard and seeing, like, the Lord of the Rings aspects of it with the giant door and uh, I just forgot Elba's character. Heimdall. Heimdall? Okay, yeah. Seeing him being kind of the protector of the people, I could have just done a whole movie with just him and, like, saving everyone and, like, the whole almost, like, Robin Hood feel of him. Yeah. Been awesome. I love the scene where Thor's like, I need your help. And he's like, you need to see this. So he, the whole time Thor has Heimdall's yeah. brown eyes and he's seeing from his eyes. I thought that was, that really, was really well cool. done. Yeah. yeah. Great scene. Um, that one, I didn't remember a whole lot about the first time I saw it. Cause I think I had to run out <laughs> to pee during that time. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go see the movie at, at four o'clock. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to all these scenes that I don't remember. <laughs> so, Sorry, we're spoiling them. I, actually, I'd like to talk about something real quick. Nope. Um, a little bit more about Milner. Um, so like, Milner's destroyed. Yes, it yes. was de- destroyed. But Odin makes a point of saying that Milner was never the source of his power. He does not. You're not the god of hammers. Yeah, I love but that, that line. He, it amplifies <laughs> it his power. Focus. Yeah. It was a focus. Now, Just that like thing, in D and D, right? Yeah. So that being said, like, does that fit in with comic books? Like, because, I mean, are we ever going to see Easy Nerds never going to have a, ho- or a hammer again? Because, I mean, it was pretty badass, to be fair. Um, it was badass, yeah. Well, yeah, so it, it never was the source of his power. Um, he, there are times where he doesn't have a hammer. He has, uh, oh, God, it's not, what is it? He, he has like, an axe an sometimes. Axe. Yeah. Yeah, he has an axe sometimes. Old Man, yeah, when they show the, the Old Man Thor, he has an axe. I can't remember the actual name of the comics, but it was most recent run He when he's missing the eye and he has the axe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there there is a portion in the comics where he is no longer the Thor and Jane has taken over yes. as the title of Thor. So he has to, he still has his, his ability to, you know, be strong in all the Asgardian aspects, but he no longer helms that role. It'll be interesting to see how he is portrayed now without the hammer because technically that's how he was flying because he would just grab the hammer and it would pull him along. He can still jump really far. Exactly. <laughs> like, I feel like they're going to still give him flight and that kind of stuff. It's just, you're going to see lightning coming off him like it, he's, you know, levitating that way or something like that. Yeah, so are his lightning powers like OP now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, he pretty much unlock yeah. his full potential there at the end. If anything, he's going to be more badass now without the hammer. You can't call him Sparkles anymore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was great. That. <laughs> were those Sparkles? That was really cool. And the Lord of Thunder and Watch out. He can shoot sparkles out of his hand. <laughs> um, all right. Let's kind of run through some Easter eggs real fast because I did think there was a lot of great Easter eggs in this movie. Um, one that I think Megan was super jacked about was when you were looking at the tower and Sakura. Oh, yeah. Uh, the heads on the side, they show Beta Ray Bill in there. Um, and I'm trying to think who the other They show were. Ares as well. Mm-hmm. And Man-Thing. Man-Thing. They show the Hulk, and then they show By-Beast, which is the two-headed The thing. two-headed, yeah. yeah. By-Beast doesn't get much play in the comics anymore or, like, anything. But, yeah, it was kind of cool to see that. Um, Beta Ray Bill is probably the coolest one, I think, at least. This is the second Beta Ray Bill reference as well within the Marvel MCU. What was the, the first one? one? I don't the remember. The first one is in Guardians when they're walking through the collector's... Oh, that's right. Yeah, you yeah, supposedly yeah. can see Beta Ray Bill in the background. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it would be really cool. Um, another Easter egg was uh, Loki mentions uh, the time he turned Thor into a frog, 
which oh, yeah, which is happens legit in the, in the comics. Happens yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Throg. <laughs> I wanted to see if the story that he tells about the snake and then Loki jumping out going ah uh, and then stabbing him was yeah. real, but I forgot to look it up. Yeah, um, the Scrapper One Four Two uh, Valkyrie goes by. That's actually uh, Incredible Hulk One Four Two is when they introduced her. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's legit in there. Uh, I don't know if it's really an Easter egg, but Stan Lee was amazing in this film. Oh, uh, his I cameo say- was great. Stanley's cameo, Thor says his catchphrase, by Odin's beard. <laughs> and I thought that yeah. was a great callback. Uh, that made great. me so excited. Um, point break. Uh, that's, I'm sorry, that's what I was laughing about, the whole point break thing. Oh, uh, the point break thing? Yeah, yeah. So if you remember in the first uh, Avengers movie, Tony Stark calls him point break. Yeah. Um, so that's his password for flying the Quinjet is point break. But yeah, and he, he was like, oh, strongest Avenger. And then and he's like, oh. Point break. And then, <laughs> it unlocks. And then and then Thor comes over and says, Strongest Avenger. And then it recognizes uh, him. Not Thor. Banner. Not Banner. Yeah, Banner, 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 Banner. Banner comes yeah, over yeah, yeah. and he says, Bruce. And That's then it I says, meant. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Yeah, exactly. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, they finally... Uh, Retcon the the gauntlet being in the throne room or being the yeah. oh yeah she's just not fake fake yeah because yeah. that was such a big deal for like everyone like oh man they showed the gauntlet in uh, the Asgard uh, what do you call it uh, vault and, and so it, it can't be the same one it fits in pretty well with how Hela was looking at she's like this whole thing is yeah. a charade like this is not who it further expounded it her. further expounded upon the fact that like Odin and not to mention if you in traditional North North mythology, North mytholo- Norwegian mythology, sorry, um, or Norse mythology. That's it. Uh, Odin, you got it. He was worshipped through battle, like that was how you mm-hmm. prayed yes. to him, essentially. And the idea that Odin would become peace loving is, yeah, uh, very understandably, like why Hela was so frustrated. WTF? Right? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And like, how do you survive as a god when you're not being worshipped the way you're supposed to be worshipped? Um. So another Easter egg would have been when. Uh, Thor is being locked in that chair and kind of going to go see the Grandmaster. They oh, had the... this whole the Pure Imagination song playing from Willy Wonka in the Chocolate mm-hmm. Factory. I, it took me out a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's like, <laughs> why the hell would this song be playing? But I loved it so much, I didn't care. Right. <laughs> like it's like this makes no sense to the movie, to the continuity. Like where they find the song, like it, it kind of threw me out as far as like a nerd thing going. Like this doesn't make sense at all. Like well, this, this can't <laughs> oh, happen. Goodness, why? Why? <laughs> yeah, I but. Other than that, watching it and just laughing at that scene because it was just like the tunnel scene in Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty well, funny. Well done. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about the Loki play at the beginning with Matt Damon, Luke Helmsworth, and Sam uh, Sam Neill. I just, again, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I didn't recognize uh, Luke Helmsworth. I knew it like it had to be a Helmsworth because I come to think, I'm like, that looks a lot like Thor. Like, I did. Did he just play himself in this scene? Like, I'm trying to, like, figure it out. I'm like, oh, wait, no, that's not him. Okay, that makes sense. Um, Contest of Champions. So that's what they call the gladiatorial matches, Contest of Champions. In Planet Hulk, that's not what they call it because it's not the Grandmaster in Planet Hulk. But he does have a comic book series, a miniseries, where him and Death have the Contest of Champions. Well, there is a Contest of Champions comic book series that is a Contest of Champions. I thought it was a miniseries. I didn't know it was a real, but yeah. It was was a miniseries. Originally, it was something, and it was created by the Olympics, and Mm -hmm. then afterwards, it was rewritten as a miniseries. Okay, gotcha. So it's been reiterated, I think, three times now, because there's been a more current edition, and there's also a game of it. Yeah, I remember... There was like 2013 was a redoing of a redoing. Yeah, so it was originally... The one I know of is when Death and the Grandmaster each pick a hero and pit them against each other, like, yo, Mom, I'm going to pick Thor, and you're gonna pick hulk and here we go so that was kind of a cool yeah. callback to the it was comics. all created because of the olympics too which i thought okay. was really interesting I knew that part. Hmm. Hmm. um and then yeah i think that's as far as the ones i can remember i want to add some yeah go ahead um so bruce gets clothing off the ship and he puts on a duran duran shirt <laughs> oh, hunger yeah. like the wolf which yes yeah. which is the album rio which the the biggest song at the time was hungry life the wolf and he Which fights the wolf. Foreshadows <laughs> that right. he's going to fight. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But didn't didn't uh, didn't he write the soundtrack too? Oh no, Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo did the soundtrack, and that's why it is so amazing. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's awesome. No, um, yeah, it had that very eighties synth yeah, feel oh, to I loved it, it, so it kind of matches soundtrack, in. Yeah. A friend and I went to go see the movie was like, did they just rip off the Stranger Things soundtrack? I'm like, it's not the Stranger Things soundtrack, but you're close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then another thing, which I don't know if this was a legit thing, but when Thor is on Earth, he has a very specific look, and it's very reminiscent of the Donald Blake 
Thor. Especially the umbrella banging it against the ground to make it turn back into the yes. hammer. Donner Blake was yeah. a human that Odin placed Thor's powers within. And he he did not use an umbrella. He utilized a cane. Yeah. Mm. But when he would transform, he would bang the cane just like Thor banged the umbrella. Mm. I yeah, that was a good callback if that was the intention. I'm so glad they changed that from like mythology of the Thor character in the comics because him being the doctor and the doctor just happens to find a walking stick on the side of the road, like <laughs> path and it's, it's Thor's hammer. Right. <laughs> kind of lame. Yeah, I I just wanted to talk about my favorite thing. We didn't have, didn't have a chance to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, what what's your favorite thing, Chachi? Um, well, I I mentioned before this is when Thor finally like calls uh Loki out on his bullshit, mm-hmm. but when he kept throwing stuff at Loki oh, yeah. to see if he was real or yeah. not. Like, uh, illusion, illusion. Yeah. And usually he's right, but it then a couple times where he was wrong was hilarious. Just yeah. hits him right in the head. Stop <laughs> throwing things. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk pretty... in the background. Yeah. <laughs> His banter with Hulk, I thought uh, was fantastic. Every, Especially yeah. their fighting. Yeah. I, I Yeah, I, I could watch a whole movie just him and Thor talking. Hulk oh. and Thor just... Going Hulk, back and forth. Hulk, fire, Thor, water. <laughs> well, we're more both like fire, Hulk, raging Hulk, fire, Hulk, raging or fire. Thor, smoldering, Thor, smoldering fire. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was all great. Yeah. But yeah, definitely see this movie. I hope you already have because if you're listening to this, uh, we just spoiled the whole damn thing for you. Yep. Uh, so yeah, you're welcome. And if you if you haven't seen it yet, and you're just you're catching on to this right now. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, you should it's, see it. It's and a really sorry we spoiled everything for you, but right. we warned you. It's a really great film. I think we talked about some of the pitfalls early on. Yeah. But I think overall, like it highly like recommend at least seeing this. Yeah. Uh, I, I once. would say my pitfalls are like I feel nitpicky when I give my pitfalls. Sure. I did really love this movie. So anything I said negative about it was really just me trying to find things to be negative about. Right. It, it overall I love the movie. Yeah, yeah. You don't ever want to call something of the perfect the perfect film. Because yeah. there are things that it could definitely do a little bit better and i thought um yeah we kind of we expanded on that already <laughs> i give it i give it four and a half millionaires four and a half millionaires Mew Mews? Mew Mews. i give it none because it's there are no more Mew Mews. oh no more Mew Mew. <laughs> uh but if there were Mew Mews left i would give this movie i would say probably a four and a half as well four and a half Mew Mews. Four i would give a four but i still think a four is an awesome mm-hmm. movie out of five all right. Well, how many memes are you giving it? Maybe? I told you I give it none because there are no more memes. Oh. Okay. How about I, how I many how many weapon. pieces of Mew Mew would you give it? <laughs> I would give it all of the pieces of Mew Mew. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, four is pretty solid. Cool. Okay. Four, four and a half. I, I like right. it. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode of Filmverse. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the Filmverse. Email us at thefilmverse at gmail.com. and follow us on Facebook. Uh, just search for Filmverse. Yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Thanks. All right. Hey, Bye. thanks. Take care, guys. I'm so, gonna. Uh, oh God. Excelsior. By Odin's beard. (laughs) Very good. Nice.